Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the Yes We Fight podcast. I am Julia Marie Mays, and this is Gerald Mr. B Paz Mays. And we are here to talk about F-D-K. your relationship. Oh, okay. Oh. Your relationship with your wife, also known as Oh. FDK. F fuck them kids. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna bleep it out, but fuck them kids, y'all. Man, you know what? And I I feel comfortable in having this podcast. Um, first of all, because I'm not to toot my own parent horn, but uh, toot toot. You know, uh, Gerald and I have literally spent our entire relationship um, as parents, literally from day oh, one. Shit, right? There was never a time in Gerald and my relationship. Um, we don't talk about it often. Um, I mean, we kind of do, but not really. Like we have a oh, blended family. Bad, Oh, the bad chair. We have a blended family. And so there was never a point in our relationship where we did not have children. And then I quickly became pregnant afterwards because. Because I got game. It's just, (laughs) it's just the way it happened. It was kind of like, Hey, my name is Julia. By the way, I'm going to have your baby in like exactly nine months from today type thing. Uh, Maybe a little exaggeration, but not too far off. Not too far off though. It was like four or five, four or five months from there. Oh, if. If that, but maybe if and around, maybe uh, you could be right. You could yeah. be right, so, which is not a lot of time. Yeah, go ahead. But the point is, we've spent a lot of years completely devoting everything that we did to the betterment of our kids and our family, and we've realized the importance of FDK because without all those little things, our family potentially wouldn't have even survived. No shit. Truthfully. No shit. And full disclosure, right? Um... FDK does not mean neglect your children. Yes. Right? It does not mean that we don't care about our children. As a matter of fact, we think the opposite. We believe that we are excellent parents. We do everything for our children. Uh, We met each other at... I I mean, she's older than me (laughs) because she's a cougar. Uh, But I met her, I was like 22 years old. I think you were 21, actually. I was 21, about to turn 22. Oh, you're right, you're right. And she was 24, Four? Yeah, about, about to, to turn 25. 25. And she had a son who was two years old, and I had a daughter who was 10 months old. So we met each other as parents. We had all of these important conversations early on, um, making sure that she understood that if you were with me, then you was with Amaya. Right. And if I was with her, then I was with Dominic. And we built that thing as 22, 25-year-olds. Yeah. Managing ourselves, learning, growing up with two kids, one on the way. We got into a car accident, a pretty severe car accident. Yeah. If you're watching the video, I'll show you my little... Scar, I got one on the top of my head, mm-hmm. and I got one going up and down my my leg. I was ejected from the driver's side window. Yeah, uh, and that's when we, we decided we were going to like we had a conversation. We, we were, were actually literally talking about it on yeah, the way. We had a conversation, and we were like, "Well, if we're gonna do this, we have to do this for real because I don't want." To, to I don't want two baby moms, basically. Was right. My thing. I don't right. want two baby moms. So now that you're now that you're pregnant, <laughs> I do it every single time we do the show. <laughs> I know. Now that we're now that I'm pre- 
now that you're pregnant, uh, we we got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we literally just buckled down, and we were great parents. We all the games, all the shows. I coached sports for Dominic and. And uh, Layla and Amaya was in cheer. and Dominic played football for the, the it, team. They cheered for yeah, Little Gerald ran around. So we're not saying this like we don't take care of our kids. If you know us, we take care of our kids extremely well. However, what we learned, fast forward to maybe, you know, three years ago or so, is that our relationship kind of stalled all the way back to when we were like 23 24 years old we didn't we our only conversations were about finances and the kids the kids usually discipline and the kids <laughs> money and money on oh, how to take the take care of the kids and the house being clean for the kids and where are we going to live because of the kids and all of this Getting shit them to everything. for the kids and we never actually poured into our relationship. And that's why we believe in FDK. Because at the end of the day, these kids are going to leave. And I don't think it got real for us until they started to leave. Right. We have two that are gone. One gone for three years and one, this is her. Like, she's not even a full year gone. So it's a little bit different right, watching the older one leave for college and not necessarily really want to come back because we did a good job. Right. And the other one is kind of hanging on right now, but she's learning to step out in a way. And then you realize that I'm just stuck with you. It's just it's me and you in this piece. And that's a big deal. I think it's also interesting that along the way, you know, we realized... Like some of the little things that we actually did well on the in-between, like before we really, really got to a place where it's like we we have to work on our relationship. And sometimes it does come off the hills of some really tough times where you realize how important it is for you to stay connected. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty fortunate to where just like every other couple, you go through some really, really tough times. And I think Gerald was on a show this week. We didn't even go into that, but Gerald was on a show this week. And one of the co-hosts was talking about this. She doesn't know a lot of couples that have been together, been through some really hard times, and then are still together. And I kind of felt like that as well. And Gerald and I have been through some tough times, but we were able to come through those. And I realized that we were able to do a lot of that because we did, we actually made some, like, I hand clap for us, for our young selves, because despite all, like, we made some decent choices on the in-between to yeah, really try sure. to stay connected, despite having all the kids. So that's how I think, why I think this is important, because I know that there's, there are things that you can do, and it's not easy, but you can mm-hmm. FDK even with younger children. Absolutely. Because don't wait until your kids leave off to college to try to build a relationship with the woman that you fell in love with 20 years ago. Because she is not that same girl. She I can sure assure isn't. you. She I can sure assure isn't. you. <laughs> that girl don't wear gauchos no more. <laughs> No more wedge heels, which I absolutely You liked hate. them at the time. I don't like them now. But in general, you know what I mean? Like the person that we are, thank goodness, actually, is yeah. different. And I say that because I definitely could understand now that we've gotten older and had opportunities to not be together. I can definitely see how like growing together or at least not growing too far apart is so important because through this time... You have to think, 
through the course of Gerald and I meeting each other, he successfully went and got his associates and got his bachelor's and then got his master's and then now was trying to pursue another master's and then opened, uh, was running his own business. And then for me on my end, and then we still continued to add children. So now we were up to four kids. You know, my journey is like, that's not even talking about what I was able to accomplish in this time period of going back to school and then having a successful home daycare for eight years. And then all of these things Mm. that we were doing simultaneously, which were really hard, really, really hard. It's so hard to say, you know what, let's spend time together. And as a, as a woman, as a mom, and as a, at that time, I called it a stay at home working mom when I did my home daycare for those years, Mm -hmm. because it's like, I got up at five o'clock in the morning. I got up at five o'clock in the morning to make sure that the oldest had breakfast and lunch to be at the bus stop by five 30 worked out Mm. right before got home seven o'clock then started the whole process of getting of opening a daycare getting breakfast for my for the other two and getting everybody and making sure and then we had our other daughter gerald's taking her it's like doing all of that stuff and then still finding those moments to connect i get it are really really difficult but i want to encourage all of you in a relationship with children that are really trying to keep it together to find moments you know what I mean? Find those moments that you can do that. Gerald and I talk all the time. I realize that not every couple wants to talk all day, every day, and that's fine. But I will say that sometimes just those little bitty snippets of like, hey, what are you doing? How's everything going? I'm on lunch. You know, those little bitty check-ins of just talking, especially for the parent that's at home that doesn't maybe have access to the world all day long oh, is with yeah. the kids. It reminds me of a uh, daddy daycare. You remember that? I where do they had remember. all the guys, they stayed at home. They were all mm-hmm. stay-at-home dads. And yes. I remember this one scene where Chris Rock came. Chris Rock uh, was cooking dinner. <laughs> right? It's my favorite scene. <laughs> Chris Rock was... It's, I do this every single time we talk about this movie. Is this the movie? Chris Rock Chris Rock was cooking dinner, and he was upset because so. his wife got home and didn't eat the whatever he was cooking. <laughs> like and he was losing it. I was like, you can tell that... In scenarios like that, they're so true. They are real, obviously. 100%. Right? And people actually feel like that. I have felt like that in the last year and a half. That I have cooked, I've cleaned, I've worked in my office. And people are like, this is, this is not good. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I slaved. If you knew what it took to even get that, you'd praise me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand. So, you know, what are, so how many, how many think, I think the question, one of the questions that I was thinking that I wrote on our little note board was like, how many marriages or how many relationships or even your own that you've uh, been in or are currently in that have suffered from a lack of connecting to your partner because you have so many responsibilities as, as parents, you know what I mean? Like, like all the things that we do. And and I say that because it's so easy to like, that's what happens. Like I, we created this little tiny human that literally needs us 24 hours a day mm. for the next, uh, three, four years, at least. Obviously our children never stop needing us in a different capacity, but those early years when that baby's sole, sole reason for breathing is or the only reason that it's still existing is because I continue to feed feeding. and change its diaper and playing and entertaining it and to going to the park. 
creating play dates, trying to find other parents in the same situation that you can yeah. connect with so that while your children, while you're eyeing your children so they don't fall down the slide and die on you, mm-hmm. you're at least talking to another adult. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. it's right. easy to do. Yep. That's why we, 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 and we're a human being. So we, we crave connection and the connection has to be mutual, right? Like, I remember watching this documentary and they were talking about how these teenage girls were were wanting to get pregnant mm. because they wanted to feel this unconditional love. And then they had followed up with these girls after they had a baby. Well, the ones that did have a baby. They had followed up with these girls and found that these girls didn't feel like the baby loved them because it wasn't Reciproc- reciprocated. Mm. Right? Like, the love that you have for your kid is never reciprocated, right? They don't love you as much as <laughs> you love them. They won't give you the last chicken nugget. <laughs> they won't show, yeah, they won't show you because that's not their role in, in, in your relationship, right? Their role isn't to give you their last. Your role is to give them their last. So it feels so fucking freaking draining to be a parent, but it's one of the most rewarding mm-hmm. things Ever, and most parents never think about what happens after the fact. And we had this conversation last night. I was like, I was fully prepared to be a dad. I was fully, even though I was young, I felt like I had already experienced a lot of shit. We knew, you knew you wanted to be a good dad. But I knew that I had the capacity to work my tail off to be a good father for my children, be a good quote unquote stepdad, which is usually this will probably be the last time anyone ever hears me yeah. refer to myself as a stepdad. But doing all of these things, I was gung ho for it. And every single year, my kids needed me less and less and less and less. And I was left thinking, well what am I supposed to do? Then I realized that when they're gone, your ass is still gonna be here. I am I am because I want those bills paid. And if we don't have kids in the space to for all of our attention to go towards, then where will it go and how can it survive? If you haven't built a solid relationship with your partner, that's the reason why we're talking about FDK. That's a long ass intro 19 minutes to be talking about why FDK and what does it mean. But it is super duper important that if you're married you're in a long-term committed relationship and you guys have children that you spend some time being adult humans with your mate enjoying each cover enjoying each other's company enjoying the things that attracted you to that person in the very beginning rediscovering that person's charisma, rediscovering that person's sense of humor, (laughs) and also trying new things and seeing how life has changed you and to develop into the next phase of your lives because you're going to need that for the next phase of your life. So when I was trying to do some preliminary research, I couldn't find much, but many, many, many divorces happen after the kids grow up mm. and move away. We saw something similar to this during COVID. 
is that when two people are just stuck with them two. Oh yeah, I wonder what that would be interesting go, for you to go, look up. They go ape shit crazy. I think I do remember hearing something like that. If anybody um, looked this up or if you wanted to, drop it in the chat. Uh, yeah, like I remembered. I do remember hearing about how like during COVID there were um, a lot more divorces going on. Again, I don't know the truth. I just remember hearing it and. As we all know, things that come from the internet are always right. They right? gotta be. They gotta be. But it made sense to me, the concept of it, only because, you know, it was the first time in a long time for most people where we literally had to stay in our space. You know what I mean? When you're in a relationship, especially when you're in a long-term relationship with multiple responsibilities, it's easy to distract yourself. Like, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? Okay, we're going to do this and we're going to come back together. We're going to get dinner. We're going to do this. Maybe we'll plan to have sex. Maybe we won't. That type of thing. And that, excuse me, now we're here all the time and you realize, I don't know if I know this person. I don't know if I actually really want to spend that much time with this person. I do remember hearing actually, like actually hearing. Yeah. Like people say that. And this is post COVID going back into work and like hearing other women and hearing people talk. Mm -hmm. Like I've heard that a few times, not like, thousands because obviously I don't know thousands but mm-hmm. I realized how important it's like we spend so much time doing all of that and if you don't want that to happen it takes patience yeah it takes communication it also takes for me you as a partner alleviating some of the things off of your off of like you have to work together like if first of all I have to recognize that as as a mom I'm not just a mom I'm not my husband's mom. He doesn't view me as a mom. Like when I was nursing the kids, like when I was nursing, like there's so many different elements of this. Like when I'm nursing the kids, my breasts are, they're fun, they're fun play things, but they're also like food for the kids or the baby at the time. So like it creates a different, a little bit of a dynamic because obviously if, But like, there's obviously moments where it's like, you're trying to be intimate and yes, Gerald and I have been intimate and like, uh, yeah, of course, like it leaks out. What leaks out? Breast milk. Dang, that's nasty. Breast milk. We're we supposed to be telling people about this stuff. That's this part. This is real life. And any, any couple out there that has a woman who well, has she, given birth and well, nursed. All the cinnamon toast crunch then. And add some milk to that cereal. Oh my gosh. That is so old. You're such an old man. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. But the point is, things change in the relationship. And (laughs) what's funny is that we can always see what we're doing like 10 seconds behind behind us on the screen. So it's always hard to not watch the after. But the point is, you really, really have to make time for those things and then be understanding. You know what I mean? Like, it would be really hard to connect with my husband and feel really sexy. First of all, especially the first time afterwards when you're having kids and you're trying to, like, be really cute, but your body's not fully the same. You're still really tired. So it, you've got engorged breasts. You've got things that's happening. So having a partner that's patient and understanding and maybe maybe he takes the baby and gets him or her ready for bed and puts the pajamas and going like, there's a lot of things that you have to do to the point of all of that. Cause it's a long winded story. The point is to stay connected. We have to be willing to help our partner out so that we can meet in the middle. I can't expect my partner to do everything in the house, to take care of the kids, to do all of these things or to work solely out of the house, do all that stuff and then be ready to just lay it on me. 
Like there's times where you have to work together so that you can meet. Yeah. It's purposeful. Like we're going to do these things so we can have that time. That was what I was trying to get to. Okay. That was a long ass way. It was. I think I got yeah. sidetracked with all of the you breath like, milk. I'm going to go to the barn first, check out the hay stacks. Then I'm going to walk back, feed the ducks. Then I'm going to go down to check the mail and then come back in the house and give y'all the rest of this story. I'm like, damn, money. I know. It's All over the sorry, place on sorry, that one. Sorry. We're talking about fuck them kids. Well, it is true. But I was, you're right. You, you, you know, you're right with what you're talking about. To... I'm not trying to, you know. But the thing is, though, is that we know that marriage suffers because of a lack of intimacy between the parents. And that lack of intimacy trickles down to your children mm -hmm. is that the relationship that you have with your significant other is the relationship that your kids are going to look to mm -hmm. not necessarily mirror or anything like that. They might, they may not, but they're going to look back to that relationship as the example of what to do and not to do. Mm -hmm. And if they've never seen you hold hands, kiss, be, be intimate then they begin to believe that that's not a part of relationship right and i think what ha has happened in our generation for people like me is that we grow up with no examples so to speak so we're pulling information from all over the place right we're pulling information from fresh prince of bel-air from family matters from uncles from friends parents from other, you know, parents, boyfriends and things like that. So we're trying to gather all this information for how we want to be because what we ultimately want in all of our relationships is happiness. Happiness, content, all of those things. Yeah. That's what we want. And we want that to be sustained throughout time. And you can't pour everything that you have into little human beings for... 18, 18 years. years and then believe that when you look up and those kids are gone and the person that helped make them with you is still the same person because you aren't the same person and neither are they. So it's important that throughout time, throughout the raising of your children, throughout the everything that you're doing, that you are 100% pouring into your own relationships. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. We're doing a show right now. <laughs> I knew I heard the keys and I was like, oh, speaking of. Yeah, for real. Speaking of our. One of these kids. Our daughter's in college. That's in college came back in town this weekend. So she just. Popped her head in. Popped in. Didn't hear us talking. Outside the door. I, you know what? I won't even say but that I because we. Her. Right. Because we talk all the time. We are always in here being ridiculous because that's what we do. hundred percent. So. Let's get into how you can live the fuck them kids life. Mm. All right. Oh. Julia has uh, made three three things that you can do. And these are some things that we're going to go over because we do them now. We do. Number one, family night. I know this doesn't sound like I FDK, okay. right? But you have to have a family night. So that you, your, so that your children can see all of you interact together, it is important. Be sure to start your your family night early enough to get all the festivities that you need 
done and then leave some time for some fucking around after. So that's what we did. We family night, family night, family night. We scheduled it. We said it. There was a point in time where we said we had this group chat where we would ask a question. Right. We'd ask a question and then each kid would be able to pick what we were going to eat, what we were going to watch, what we were going to do. Well, that even happened later because when they were little, we did family night every Friday night. We did do that, but even pre-phones when the kids were really, really little, everything Gerald said is exactly what we did. At that time, because they were really little and the oldest is in like fifth grade, we would ask them pre-phones, like, what do you guys want? And at that time, we we were po. So if they wanted pizza, I would run to Walmart, buy pizza stuff, and then we'd make it. But... You're correct. So we've done that since they were little. I wanted to make sure that people knew that that was something we did when they were little, pre-phones. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, same thing. But okay. go ahead. Oh, so uh, to piggyback what you were saying, sorry if I cut you off. Um, when the kids were little and we would do things like that, we would make dinner. We'd hang out. We would put videos on and the kids would dance or we'd look at little dance videos and everybody singing and dancing. And then come 10 o'clock, maybe a little sooner. We break out the E&J lives and Diet Coke. That is 100% fact. For Friday night, the kids would go to bed because they're tired. Because we, we were poor. Because we were poor. The kids. $9, for $8 for a bottle of E&J. A dollar for great value Diet Coke and 20-something cents for for a lime. lime. That's a great night. And we did that consistently. Oh, my gosh. Even when we kind of were beefing, we still would do that. You know what we did? It was like almost like a ceasefire. It's like no matter what was going on, whether you was beefing or whatever, come Friday night, we was going to spend time with the kids, eat some cheap pizza, drink, and get butt naked and do some dirty things stuff. to each other. No, 100%. And you know, the thing that I love and I loved about it, mm-hmm. besides all the dirty things, is it really was really important. I can look back at it now and realize that we weren't using those times to make up for anything. We really were craving exactly what you talked about earlier, the intimacy and not just physical like sex intimacy, but the closeness. Mm -hmm. I wanted to connect with Gerald. We wanted to be together. We wanted to spend time because despite the fact that he was dad and I was mom, we genuinely like wanted to have fun and just be ourselves. And I think creating that space while the kids were little was crucial, especially for, for other parents that are similar. It's really difficult for me to be whisked away to like let's say Hawaii we went to Hawaii and not know that our kids are okay so in those moments on a Friday night we spent time with them I was a parent Gerald was super dad for four and a half hours we put them kids to bed and then he was super husband so like you know what I mean I guess I tried to tie that together like we really made sure that the kids we you can still make sure that they're doing and having a great time and loving their ham they're secure in their family they're secure in their parents and then you kiss them their little foreheads Mm -hmm. they're tired because you've been dancing for two hours and they go to bed and that's a great segue in your marriage you have to make time for sex 
doesn't have to be every day. And it doesn't have to be like 50 shades of gray. It don't have to be none of that. But it does need your intimacy with your significant other should reach sex occasionally. I mean, it should eventually get there. Do you think that there's an amount of sex that a married couple should have? Like a minimum amount? Like Mm. you shouldn't. Or maybe you should give like some parameters. I, uh, I think like, I can't even say this in our relationship. Like I was gonna say, well, if the person brings up sex, then it's a, probably a good time to consider it. But I can't say that with you. You bring sex up all the time. It's just like I don't even just bring it up. I initiate it. You're a dirty burden. I won't even say it. I I will say it if it's been like some time. But I normally just initiate. I I throw it out there. And I see what happens, and then I gauge from there. Yeah. So make time for sex. Make sure that you are willing. And here's a. And, and I think this is a good, good conversation to have as well, right? Is make sure you make time for all versions of sex, including conversations necessary to lead that. up to it. Like and not reason. and not necessarily the conversations like the talking dirty, right? But the conversations about your insecurities and things like that. Because what I didn't notice over time is that life tends to alter how we view ourselves. Uh, it also <laughs> alters how we actually look compared to when we were last remembered. I was just gonna say that, like. I, you know, I was 177 pounds, uh, you know, 5% body fat for the longest time. And then I was just fat. I was just a fat, somebody's fat daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I was just somebody's fat daddy. And it's like, I don't even want to take my shirt off. I don't want, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. like, kind of don't, don't want to do the nasty when you got to hold my stomach like a camel hump. (laughs) Or like a gas tank on a motorcycle or something. <laughs> just holding on. And you just kind of. <laughs> that's, that is not, even though no one cares. I did not. Them some riding years. It's and still ride. not pleasant. <laughs> but I understand exactly what you're saying. Right? It's not yes. pleasant to be the motorcycle. <laughs> it's, not ple- it's not pleasant to be the camel. You know what I mean? I understand if you're on for the ride, but if you're the camel, you feel kind of disgusting. So you find ways to skirt the sex or fall asleep early. What I did was I just stayed downstairs and until I, whatever. But like make room for the conversations addressing any of your insecurities so that you can minimize the, the friction when it comes to having sex. That's important to do for sure. Right. No, 100%. And I think you bring up a really good point because, you know, you know, you know, sex is just one aspect. And I and as just as much as we're saying that, like, um, sex is important, you know, I like that you talked about the lead into it and the follow into it because intimacy is extremely important and the and physical intimacy, physical intimacy is extremely important. And I'm in relationships but that build up into it you know what I mean like it's important to have those conversations so you know what your partner likes because if I I love I love being intimate with Gerald and uh sexually as often as I can but 
it's the only time he touched me is if like we lay in the bed instantly just like rolls over onto me. It's like the haunching. It's like, like that's not, that's not it. And the same thing. If I just walked in and just like jumped on him, it'd be like, why are you jumping on me? Know your partner, have those conversations. You know what I mean? Does your partner like to be touched? Does your partner, if you guys are cleaning up, putting the kids away, I'm putting the kids away, (laughs) getting the kids, putting the stuff away, getting the kids ready for bed. Like, does your partner like if you like come behind them, you know, you know, things, like little things like that. I want to be touched. So I don't like to be touched. Well, yes. And not, and knowing what your partner doesn't like is extremely important because if sure. I want to woo my partner, I need to know what he or she likes sure. so that I, you know what I mean? But, this conversation isn't about sex. This is about making sure that you have the conversations necessary to make sex easier because the time that you have as a parent, it is kind of limited and you don't actually have as much time to work through some of these issues as you think you do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, and you don't really, cause the work that it takes to work through them is difficult. Right. Yeah. So like in a, on the, on a daily basis at our heyday, right. I would work all day, come home, be at somebody's practice until eight, nine o'clock mm-hmm. and then have an hour to spend with you. And all the time, all, every hour you don't want to spend freaking talking about your insecurities, right? You want to get to hunching, but it is important to take some of that time to discuss if there are any insecurities or hindrances leading up to sex because that is important regardless of what anyone thinks sex is fucking important in a relationship i don't care what nobody says it is important now i am telling you that as our age married couple Mm -hmm. i don't know what it's like to be 80 years old and not yeah i haven't got there yet i'm not there yet i'm not talking about that we're talking about middle-aged people Sex is a very much part of the relationship. Yes. And then the last thing is just simply grown up time. Now, we gallivant. We will steal a moment in the minute. I don't know if you guys follow the page. We posted up one of our gallivant extravaganzas yesterday. We went to Home Depot so that I can get some paint because I need to paint the bathroom. We did get that. And it took us three hours because we stopped, got chicken sandwiches, we Took a ride up to the other side of town to go drop off a matcha brown sugar drink, but she was busy, way more busy than we are. Yeah. So we took it home and we were just rolling. Just hanging out. Because sometimes that's what you need as well. We don't have to overthink making time for each other. You just need to make time. It could just literally be, I won't wash the dishes. Now I'm going to take 10 minutes and sit right next to it. Yes. Yes. It could be, I'm not going to turn the game on right away. I'm going to take five minutes and spark a conversation. Those little small Mm -hmm. piece moments that you can steal throughout your marriage, Mm -hmm. they add up. Even if it's just, hey. And I think that's the last part, the part of grown time, grown up time that I want to, 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 to stress is, just checking in. How you doing? What's going on? Who's doing what? How are you feeling? What's hard? Whatever the questions are. Stay in communication. Stay in communication at all times. If you can stay in communications, that can give you enough buffer 
to make it to the next moment where you can have the long conversation. Yeah. And then make time for a date night. I love the grown up time. I love the times that you can steal away. I love the the intimate conversations that two people can have at any moment. Mm-hmm. But make time where I'm talking about get a sitter or or whatever, get dressed and go see your wife or your husband the way that the world sees them too in certain situations. Go see your significant other the way you remember. Right. Because I remember for the longest time, we had never put real clothes on for like eight years. Just work clothes <laughs> and home clothes. Right, right. Work clothes and some sort of clothes to go to the grocery store, the bank, go in the backyard, shit like it that. It was really probably, it wasn't until like nine, ten years maybe in the relationship where we actually went away for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was at our five-year vow renewal. We had a vow renewal. And we had been together longer than those five years of actual legitness. Yeah. So maybe five nine. Five years of marriage. Five years of marriage. We'd been together before. At that before. time, we'd been together 10 years. Though. Yeah. That was the first time that we went away when we went to, on our honeymoon to Hawaii. No, and, that wasn't Hawaii. Oh, that, that was, was the, the Bahamas. Bahamas. That's right. That was the Bahamas. And... That was the first time, like in that entire time. That we'd ever been anywhere, just us uh, two. Yes. And I think for me, that was really the first time where I realized, you know, wow, like this is really like, I really enjoyed. And you know what I really enjoyed the most? One of my most favorite things doing with Gerald when we were away to this day, just sitting down at a restaurant and eating. Just sitting down at a restaurant and eating. We weren't doing anything. Like I was holding my fork gently. You know what? I wasn't like talking to anybody and say, hey, sit down. Hey, make sure you're eating your food. What do you want to eat? What do you want to drink? Yeah. Just no, sitting there. Get something. For, I don't care if you think you're a big kid. Get something off of the kids menu. I don't I, I don't care if you're six and big kids are six. You're getting something off the, the, the kids menu. I, yes. I, Get your corn dog and mac and cheese. And real. We, we didn't tote these kids around Mexico. We didn't tell oh. these kids everywhere in the world. We went to Disney. We do all the trips with the kids. So and the first time we ever had a break to ourselves was ten years ago, and that's when the light bulb went off. Now, once a year at least, at least minimally. Yeah, we're, our kids are big now. Yeah, which is the great thing. We've graduated. Yep. We can leave our kids home. Leave their ass. We are now getting into a place actually where we just recently discussed. Leaving the ass leaving them the here we'll, we'll see though first. from like a Friday to Saturday. And I'm not saying that we will, but what I am saying is if I have our eighteen, gonna be nineteen year old yeah. here, and twenty two year old and twenty two year old. Then we can leave. Yeah, they can be here with the younger two, which will be fourteen and seventeen. Hundred percent. Like but that's trust. We've yep. we've poured into them, we've taken the time so that they can be, you know, as responsible, obviously, because they're still kids. But, like, they understand the boundaries. Yep. And so we can now go FDK by ourselves at the pool. For sure. And that that leads me to the next part, right? Which is something that we actually want to start doing. And that is, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Las Vegas, we definitely like to start there. But we want to start taking married couples out and have a good old FDK night 
as a as a group. So if you're interested in uh, in going out with Julia and I, FDKing around, FDKing around to do some stuff out, please drop us a link, uh, drop us a you know what an email, little or whatever. message, or you can email me directly. I just put my email out here right now. It is G Mays G M A Y E S at mrbpoz.com that's m-r-b-p-o-z.com shoot me an email and then julia and i will schedule and we will take a married couple out once a month yeah that's what we talked about we'd also we also what i really thought was really fun because we were in the car i also thought it would be fun to do you know how they do like carpool karaoke oh that'd be dope i was like how fun how fun is it if we like carpool date night where we like ate chilled in the car and then like went and did something yeah. obviously i know we're going to get some takeout plates and sit in the car and have conversation and just talk and lounge you know what i mean just because smoke a little herb oh 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 oh, oh. <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about oh, oh, stuff oh, like that oh, on the internet <laughs> we civilized people we don't you're right be out here smoking herb exactly i do but you know i will neither confirm nor deny of my participation for sure you know, but as my my buddy says, partaking. I'm so glad that you partake. Exactly, exactly. Because uh, <laughs> so, we yeah. have lots of fun. So we're going to actually add. We, we're working on some things. I don't know if you guys have noticed, like the uh, whatever this thing is, it looks a little clearer because we've been moving some stuff around. As we get, as we improve these things, we should have more uh, ways for you to contact us so that we can start putting these things together. Uh, be on the lookout for a live show that we're going to do in May. It is going to be like a summer kickoff live show. Uh, we'll also do about four live shows throughout the year so that we can focus around actually providing things for families. Mm. We are advocates for families. I am an advocate for the individual people in the in the families. That's what my company does and my business does. Uh, but we are advocates for families, so we want to be able to get out here in the community and create services, produce some things to just kind of make it easier for families to be families. So one of those things are going to be backpack drives, toy drives, uh, making sure kids have toys for Christmas. We are going to fully submit and invest into families in our community. So we will be putting up some information so that you guys can follow us and stay in contact with us. I've seen Tasha say she'd I love was... to because she knows she's not she not married. But that's okay, Tasha. You are an honorary member of our family and you are more than welcome to go on date night with us. And carpool it up with carpool some chicken sandwiches. Up. Absolutely. So we definitely want everyone to kind of stay in contact with us uh, and join. make sure you, sh- you share the group. And just be active participants in what we're trying to do. We want to, like I said, we want to invest in our community and the families in our community. And it is very important because we can't invest by ourselves. And we need other people who are willing to invest time and effort into our families because it is freaking hard out here for families. It is. It's like an isolated island. It is. And no one understands what you're going through, and I'm here to tell you that we all understand. We just need to spend time together. Marriages are the most families. Just one family unit is some of the most complex things in the world. You are literally taking two people who don't know each other 
and blending them together while they bring up a number of blank canvases that are taking a little bit of what you have to say and creating their own stuff that you have no idea. <laughs> no, 100%. Rebuilding that community. And, that and the parents need so support. Exactly. We needed support. And one of the things, like, I, I, we thank our thank the Lord, thank our lucky stars that we were enough. But I know so many families and so many marriages where that unit is not enough. Mm -hmm. And they need support. They need help. And we want to be, we want to stand in the gap to at least commune with them until we can find it. So shoot me a, an email. I gave you my email address already. Shoot me an email and let's schedule our first Yes We Fight date night mm -hmm. uh, and do something crazy, do something fun and let's, and, let's, and, and, and let's solidify our families. Exactly. Thank you guys for joining thank you, us. Thank you. Uh, if you have any ideas for what you would like to talk about next Saturday, go ahead, drop that in the chat. Um, have a safe day. Enjoy Easter for those of you who celebrate Easter tomorrow. Enjoy time with your family. Oh yeah, absolutely. And happy birthday to my daughter. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Layla.